Section 1 of In Italy with the 332nd Infantry. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. In Italy with the 332nd Infantry by Joseph L. Letow. Section 1 introduction the three hundred and thirty second infantry regiment n a was organized in the early days of september nineteen seventeen at camp sherman ohio around a nucleus of four commissioned officers and about thirty enlisted men of the regular army the first selectives arrived at camp september fifth nineteen seventeen and from that day until the regiment's departure for europe the personnel was constantly changing newly arrived men being trained for a few months and then being sent to other camps and overseas all the necessary shots in the back drills hikes rifle practice bayonet work signaling tent pitching and kitchen police were gone through and at last on may twenty fourth 1918 with ranks filled and hopes high we boarded the train for camp merritt new jersey after a weary twelve days here of endless clothing checks physical examinations and dripping letters to loved ones we proceeded to hoboken crossed the river to the majestic aquitania second largest ship afloat and went to our er staterooms we were too much filled with curiosity to explore this huge vessel to think much of the coming dangers we lay next to the pier until the morning of june eighth when to our disgust we were ordered below until the ship should have cleared the harbor so we left america without even the slight consolation of wafting a kiss to miss liberty whose features we were not to see for ten long weary months Besides the 332nd Infantry, there were aboard Major General Glenn with his staff and about 2,000 men of medical units. To our great surprise and a twinge of misgiving, we had no escort after the first day out, and this with the U-boats spreading terror along our coast. At this time, even Coney Island had been darkened at night. However, the Aquitania had speed as well as grace, and it would have required a fast U-boat to drive a torpedo into her side as she sped on her zigzag course. The weather was perfect, and we proceeded without adventure until the fourth day out when someone sighted what he thought was the periscope of a submarine. I think he must have been a medic. At any rate, his loudly voiced cry started a small panic which might have reached disastrous dimensions had not word suddenly come that the object sighted was a floating buoy used by the transports for a target in practice firing some of the most intensely interesting minutes aboard were spent watching the little three-inch guns which every few minutes turned on their pivots as they followed each suspicious-looking object in the water there were not enough gunners, so several doughboys were detailed to render assistance. Besides these guardians of the public welfare, the regular guard was stationed at various points on the ship, the companies taking their turn at guard duty. 
by way of showing the submarines what they thought of them our excellent band gave several greatly enjoyed concerts on the open deck on the morning of june fifteenth ireland was sighted and before noon we had passed up the river mersey and stood on land once more in the city of liverpool england our stay here was confined to a walk from the pier to a railroad station about two miles away the english cordially welcomed us and sent us off with a boys band conducted by a genial elderly man the ride from liverpool and the peculiar little english coaches took us across the rich farmlands of southern england we passed through so many tunnels that when i think of england i think of tunnels broken here and there by little towns containing little brick houses bordered by pretty little gardens most neatly kept arriving at southampton we hiked miles to a rest camp i would not dare mention these two words in the vicinity of a doughboy for it is true we do not understand the english language as our english friends do imagine yourself and twelve others occupying a tent made for eight in this tent luxuriously furnished with a wooden floor and a tent pole then imagine resting on a bed consisting of the contents of your pack namely two blankets one mast kit one shelter half one rope one tent pole five pins one suit of bvds two pairs of socks and a pair of shoelaces keep your picture moving and imagine the task of collecting your property in the morning and making a neat roll and this is what they call a rest camp we began to take war seriously if this is a rest camp we thought why but figure it out for yourself indeed we were glad to leave southampton on the cattle boats which awaited us end of section one